0: Who has enjoyed this streak series so far? Yeah, okay, okay, all right. It's, it's been pretty good. Um, just a reminder that, that for those of you guys that are here tonight, uh, just a reminder, when we say streaks, when we're talking about streaks, obviously we're, we're playing off of Snapchat. Who uses Snapchat? Okay, if you don't, that's all right. Like, you're still cool in my book. Um, but when we're talking about streaks, we're talking about anything that you do consistently, over time and uh but i gotta know like who has a great snapchat streak going on right now like maybe even from from this series like you've got a great streak going on maybe w- with a friend maybe you've started a new streak with a new friend i don't know but um but you you've you got some great streaks so, going on so but for for the 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 past two weeks and even tonight listen listen um the, our, our main theme, our main thing that we've been talking about is this, is that our streaks help build our future. And you got to know that tonight. You got to understand that tonight is that our streaks help build our future. And, and if you're taking notes tonight and, uh, and if you, you need to write some things down, I want you to write that down. That your streaks help build our future. Because what we've been saying is all, as well is that streaks matter. Can everybody say that with me? Streaks matter. Let's try that again. Streaks matter. That's right. And I want to read this for you guys real quick. It's in the book of Romans. It's what we've been talking about, it's what we've been going through. It's Romans 8, 5 through 8. And it says this. Okay, it says for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. But for those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is what death. I lost my place. Okay, but to set the mind on the spirit is what life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot do what? Please God. God. And that's a big deal. That's a huge thing. That's really important in our lives. And so what we've been saying, too, along with this, for those uh, uh, people in here who love math, who love equations, is that your flesh over time equals death in your life. So when the the flesh, when you're given into sin and when you're given into temptations and the sin in your life over time, that will equal death in your life. But on the good side, when you got some good streaks going on in your life, that the spirit in you, that God's spirit in your life over time equals what life. And a good life. And the Bible talks about a life abundantly. It's like it's like more life, like extra life, like a great life. Um, so last week we talked about streaks with the Bible and with prayer. Who enjoyed last week? We had Pastor Dennis. We had Denise. And we had uh, uh, Josh up here last week. And, and I got to say this, and I think I said this last week, that, dude, I, I love, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen. I, I forgot to ask him to bring it last week. But Josh's Bible? I don't know if you've ever seen that thing, but that thing is like destroyed and like falling apart. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but when you, you, I've heard this saying that if someone's Bible is falling apart, that their life probably isn't. And dude, Josh is a solid dude. Like he's into his word and I know he's got it going on. So, um, hope you enjoyed last week, last week, tonight, we're talking about streaks. Uh, and we're talking about the streaks of godly community, of great friendships, of great influences that we have in our life. Great people in our life who are, who are pressing you and people who are pushing you to be a better follower of Jesus that can lead to a great life. So tonight we're just going to have a, once again, we're going to have a conversation and it's going to be a, a really good night but then we're going to talk about the importance of godly community about good friendships about good relationships in our lives and so here's the deal for you guys I want you guys to know this that we want emerge youth church to be that for you we want you to, to, to come here and when you come here we want you to find that great friendships a great godly community great influences in your life um, because there is power you guys know this you've seen there's, there there's power when you gather together with other believers. Just think about things like, like say, Youth Convention this weekend. Dude, coming off of Youth Convention weekend, like, I am excited and I am fired up. Like, winter retreat. There's nothing like our winter retreat that when God moves in our lives. And so, like, just moments and things like that, when we are united together, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. So, tonight, I want to introduce you. Can I get up my helpers up here to... To help me out. Uh, I want to introduce you tonight to our our panel. To our helpers. To our, our people helping me out tonight. Uh, first up. We have. The wonderful. The lovely. The beautiful. And the amazing. Kristen Wyatt. Would you welcome her to the front please. What's that? Yeah, I, I, I could have called David lovely and beautiful and wonderful. And then next up, um, I, I've, I've got somewhat of a surprise for you guys tonight. Um, I have access. This guy flew all the way from Indianapolis just to be here with you guys tonight. Access to an Emerge alumni. This guy graduated out of Emerge and is just an awesome guy. He's also beautiful and lovely and wonderful. Would you help me welcome Brady Smith? Yeah. Oh, here. You said it this one. I'll, I'll move my stuff. And then you get that one. And then you get that one. And then finally... I don't need a chair. That's all right. And then finally... Um. this guy just got back from the land of ice he's been a traveling man he's not feeling well tonight but he promises not to throw up and he no he's not that kind of sick he's not that kind of sick he's just got a cold he is the good Dr. David North would you welcome him to the front as well I got to tell you guys this. Um, hey, get close. Act like you like people. Man. You can cough on Brady, too. I give you permission. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Brady here with us tonight is actually the nephew of Denise Ferguson. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. Cool. Okay.
1: Cool. 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 Cool.
0: Cool credit points right there. Um, anyways, I, I, I got to tell you guys this. Because um, I can't invite Brady here tonight and not have a little fun. Um, if you guys, those of you probably are older students in here, uh, maybe you kind of remember Brady being around here and, and us having a lot of fun together. Um, well, Brady, he, you grew up here at Crown Point, right? Kind mostly. Yes. Yeah. And you, you grew up through, is that thing you been on? You grew up at Emerge, and you you went through, you came through as a child, and now you're an, a man. Oh, you well, I just kind of dug through the archives today, and I, I found some great pictures of Brady oh my Smith. <laughs> All right, let's so look bed. at that. Aww. Look at that kid right there. He <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> so I found that one, and then I found this right here. Um, <laughs>
2: All right. We're getting a little more embarrassing. Yeah.
0: So I don't know if you guys, we, this is part of our Christmas program here at Crown Point. And uh, we got Brady to wear a tutu and dance in front of the whole crowd. It was wonderful. Uh, and you look really good in a tutu. Thank By you. By the way, this right here, this was like, Kristen and I hadn't even been at Crown Point for like even a couple months, I think. <laughs> and we had this duct tape night, a duct tape costume night or something like that. No, no, no. It was was duct tape. It was 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 duct duct tape, tape, yeah. This is a complete Spider-Man costume made out of duct tape. That is Brady Smith behind that costume. 16
2: hours. That's it.
0: Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, it took me like three days. Oh, my
2: goodness. That is unbelievable.
0: I think I've got another one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: (laughs) That's uh, back in the 70s, (laughs) way before most of your old time.
0: Yes. And then finally, Brady... I, we used to have a competition here called Mr. Merge, and uh, and and I, I wanted this picture too because Johnny's in that picture, <laughs> and it, that looks like lipstick all over Jenna
2: makeup. Yeah. Yes. That, that was a weird night at the merge. <laughs> that looks very bizarre. And, and Chase in a dress. Yeah. And then I don't remember, was the Austin. Night he Austin just. I have no, no idea what, what night that, you, that was. Did you
0: win Mr. Merge that year? If that was, I know year, yeah. I, I know you won it one year because I remember the year that you won it. You, um, what what was the thing? You you were doing pickup lines. Yes. Oh, that was
1: the talent.
0: Yeah, that was his talent, and yeah. it was his talent was pickup lines. And you you were really Christian, good at light.
1: Christian pickup lines. Yeah, Christian it, pickup maybe? lines.
0: I think so. But you 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 told one to my wife that night. And yeah. Ooh, this, that is, was, this is awkward. That was awkward. Let's move on. But moving on, moving on. Grady Brady, Brady has, has grown up. He's graduated. He went to school at Missouri State and graduated from there. Was a part of Chi Alpha and now he is a married man. Mm, Could amen. we welcome Kate, Brady's wife, back here? Wave,
1: wave at everybody.
0: <clears throat> What'd you say? Oh,
1: listen, wave at everybody.
0: Okay. Uh, so we're gonna get started. Um, but As we're getting started, Brady was the guy who brought the party. If you ever knew Brady, you know he was going to bring the party when something was going on. He was so – loads of fun. If you're hanging out with Brady, you know we were going to have fun. And and he graduated from Fort Osage. Where's my Fort Osage people?
2: Go Indians. All right.
0: Um, And he played soccer. I did. And that it? No, you almost won Mr. Os – Fort Os – what was it called?
2: Uh, Mr. Osage, but Mr. they didn't like Osage? my pickup lines as much. So
0: Yeah. Just brought them We liked them here, though. <laughs> you used them here, and they, they were good enough. So I, I want you guys, like, like, and, and kind of specifically picking on Brady, I guess, but um, could you tell me about, since you, like, actually grew up through Emerge, could you, and I didn't send this to you in advance, but you could you tell me about a friendship or a relationship, a person in your life, um, or, or maybe a best friend at Emerge that you that you had, that you grew in your faith together, that someone that challenged you and someone pushed you uh, while re- while you were here.
2: Yes. Um, so many of you guys know Nick Martin. He was probably my best friend growing up and, well, from like eighth grade on. And, you know, just when you're that close to someone for, I think we've been friends for like 12 years now, you go through a lot of life with them. Uh, and you see a lot of ups and downs. And so I've always had Nick's back. Nick's always had my back. And... Uh, Trying to encourage each other and do life, and there were some, admittedly, like some sticky situations that like things happen and we go through life. But uh, I know that if I call Nick, he'll pick up, and uh, if I needed him here, he'd be here in like three hours. So yeah,
0: this is pretty good. If his car, if his axle is not, broken, if his car's not car is not broken, yes.
2: Yeah, um, that was his recent, most recent excuse. Yeah, not his um, best.
0: <laughs> uh, David, how about you? Like, you grew up in church. Uh, And and if you can remember that far back, um, maybe (laughs) – I'm totally kidding. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But maybe you had a friend or an influence or someone that – growing up in church that really just encouraged you that spoke into your life.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. Actually, being a a pastor's kid, uh, we moved around a lot. And when I was growing up, I never really had any really close friends, Um, just because we weren't ever in any one place long enough to develop those kinds of relationships. Um, I will say, just um, as life has gone on, especially, I guess, uh, when I went to Bible college uh, was when I developed some really, really deep, close friendships. Yeah. And um, the, those were just some of those relationships that really um, kept me um, grounded and yeah. encouraged me and my faith. And uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's good. <coughs> we're going to skip you for sake of time because I know you didn't have any friends. So um, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm on fire tonight, man. Um, anyways. So, kind of speaking of great friendships and and great people in your life, um, like, how have these friendships mattered to you? Like, what kind of difference has a a godly friendship made in your life? We'll start with Kristen this time. Um,
2: A godly
1: friendship, I think... I don't know. It's just... It's it's good to have a friend that you know that is going to lift you up rather than tear you down. It's also... Nice to have that friend where you know that you're not going to have to compromise or be put in a situation that you might have to compromise what you believe or... And even if it's a small thing, even if you just feel compromised by being with them just because of the way they act or whatever, you know. That's one thing about being around somebody that is... That loves the Lord and, you know, who is a godly person is that you can kind of relax with them and know that in any situation... They're gonna kind of think like you do, respond like you would. So it's, I guess I would say it's just—I um, don't know—it's just it's more fun because you can be relaxed and feel at peace with that friendship. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Brady?
2: Um, so for me, I've when I went through college, I uh, I was in a campus ministry called Chi Alpha, and so I highly encourage everyone to find a college ministry when you get to that point in your life. It made made a world of difference for me. And I've got like six guys that we hung out all the time. A lot of us lived together throughout college, and now we're even though we're all kind of went our separate ways, we still got a group text message that goes on pretty much every day. And it's just encouraging to have that group of guys because in life, when when things are rough, uh, when you know they need advice, or when you just want to share the joys of your life with someone, like. That message is the first place our guys go to, um, and it's just awesome to kind of keep up with those guys and still be encouraged by those guys, even though you know none of us live in the same town anymore. And so those guys encouraging me not only through college but through my life as I start, you know, as as now a husband and and in a career. That's those are the guys that encourage me on a daily basis. Yeah,
3: that's good, doctor. Just repeat the question.
0: Um, how have these friendships mattered to you
3: like what kind of difference has a godly friendship made in your life? Uh, I think going back to my college days uh, my my roommate Jonathan um, I remember times that we would just sit in our dorm room and he'd pull out his guitar and uh, begin to play and just those times of worship that we would have together and those uh, they were just really intimate times um, yeah. in worship and in praying together and in doing ministry together. Um, all of those things just really strengthened me uh, yeah. a lot. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, but talking about streaks and talking about friendships and people who can push us towards <laughs> Jesus, um, how would you guys say that, how would you know that, you're living in a, in a godly community that, that people will kind of push us, encourage us towards Christ uh,
2: so we can have these streaks in our faith. Any of you? Okay. Um, you know, I think the first thing is that kind of like Christian, uh, no, Christian Kristen said earlier, my bad, uh, is that a, a godly community kind of encourages you and builds you up. And then it's also a place that kind of fosters those relationships and those conversations about your faith and about um, life and encourages you to, to seek the truth in all those situations. So that's kind of like the first step in my opinion.
0: <laughs> it was basically um, how, we, how do we know whether or not we're living in a godly community? community? Well.
1: I think he pretty much answered it, but I think just knowing like positive, like, you know, if you're around somebody who's or people and that you feel lifted up, like you feel more encouraged and positive about things rather than down. Or like I was saying before, you feel more compromised or something. If you're not feeling that, then you probably aren't in a godly setting, but if you feel like you're Every time, like I have a group of friends that every time I'm with them, or a lot of people, even like Debbie and Denise, and it doesn't matter what age, I've got friends of all ages. But it's like when you're together, you just feel like he was talking about iron, iron sharpening iron. You feel lifted up, you feel built, you built up. Your faith is renewed, and you're you feel encouraged in God. And so I think I don't know. Does that answer that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Wow. I could go on and on. That's good. Okay,
0: uh, but see, the friendship though that friendship without God in the center of it, it's it's highly conditional. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it friendship comes with conditions. Like, like I'm your friend, but but with limits or with conditions on it. Or like you, it's kind of that that kind of friendship. Like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You do something nice for me, I'll do something nice for you. But if you but here's, the, like, it's kind of the friendship, though. But, like, if you leave me out of something, like, we are no longer friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a conditional kind of friendship. Like, like we are no longer friends. Like, I'm, I'm blocking you. I'm deleting you. Like, you're out of my life. I can't believe you didn't invite me to that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, there's conditional friendships that we have in our lives. But, but even though you do accept those friendships... Um, maybe you don't live or act or be how the way that they want, um, see a a true friend, a true godly friend will call you out. A true and godly friend will call you out on your sin or when you're doing wrong or when, when you're living wrong. Uh, and, and and, but they'll call you out on your sin and not join you in it. And that's a good friend. I, I hope that someday that for every single one of you guys, if you don't already have that friend, that you will find that friend and or, or maybe even be that friend for somebody else. And and for that friend that will yell and scream and get mad at you and, and shout when they see you living in sin and when they see you making decisions that are bad, I hope that you all are able to find those friends, not just conditional friends that the, your friends, when you're doing something fun, but friends that will, will follow you in your faith as well. Um, so i ask you guys, like, what are some, some indicators of a godly friendship? What are some, and then what are some
3: indicators of an unhealthy friendship? David. Um, I, I think a, a really healthy friendship is kind of based on giving. Um, where my focus is on the needs of the other person, but their focus is on my needs. Mm-hmm. And when it becomes something where I'm, I'm jealous of some other relationship, then it becomes all about me. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it, it has to do with giving. It has to do with encouraging. It has to do with um, building each other up, um, challenging each other, confronting each other. Um, all for the needs of that other person. Um, And also, you know, part of that is uh, helping that other person to become closer to God and uh, challenging them in that way. Yeah, that's good.
2: Um, Not to beat a dead horse, but kind of going back to that encouraging and and uplifting thing that we were talking about earlier is, you know, if you have a friend that will have those friends that, you, like, leave and you're like, man, it was so good to hang out with them. I feel, I feel good about myself. You know, I don't I don't feel like they were negative at all. And then you also have those friends that you leave and you're like, man, I, I kind of feel like trash after hanging out with them because they kind of just put me down the whole time. Um, and there's... You know, the Bible has several verses that talk about encouraging one another. And so just a few of them are like First Thessalonians 5.11. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as some of you are in the habit of doing. Uh, Hebrews 10.24-25 says, uh, And let us consider how to build one another up in love and, and with good works, not neglecting to meet together as some of in the habit are doing, but encouraging one another daily. And the Bible just has several verses about constantly building up one another and constantly, um, encouraging one another. And so that's part of the, you know, as Jeremy's talking about streaks, you know, how constantly are you encouraging people or are you discouraging people? And is that the streak that you're on? Yeah, that's good.
1: Well, I would say too, like in a good friendship is, um, the same thing as encouraging, but somebody that celebrates success in your life, somebody that doesn't kind of try to make you feel bad because you're successful, but somebody that is happy, genuinely happy when you're happy and is like excited and sad when you're sad and is there for you. And then, um, I lost my other thought. I want to read this,
0: um, while you're thinking about that Proverbs 27, uh, starting in verse five, it says this better is open rebuke than hidden love. And then it says, um, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Uh, One who loathes honey, but one who is hungry, uh, everything – well, I I just wanted to read those two. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but profuse are the kisses of the enemy. See, the enemy, they'll tell you everything great about you. They'll tell you that you're in – even in your sin, they'll be like, oh, that's okay, You can do that. You can continue to do that. But the wounds of a friend, because sometimes the best friend, best godly friend that you'll ever have is someone that will say some things that will hurt you. And I'm not saying like intentionally like say bad things to you or or chop you down with their words or, or hurt you intentionally. But they'll see what they'll do is they'll see you in your sin and they'll call you out in that sin. That's a good friend to have. That's a valuable friend to have, and even though those words may hurt and they may be painful, you know that that friend is looking out for the very best in your life. Just think about it. Yeah. Okay. okay,
1: So I want a a way to kind of spot a bad friendship, or because you know we always want to be good examples and leading others to the Lord, and that's so important. But I always tell my kids when you find yourselves being led instead of leading when you find yourself in that position where I've been trying to get them to come to church, I've been trying to do this. So I'm spending time with them because they need the Lord, you know, and they need to know God and they got a lot of stuff in their life. But then whenever it seems like, again, being led by them doing you're more following what they're doing rather than you seeing a change in their life is a good time to know, Hey, maybe this isn't the right friendship. maybe, I need to pray for them. Maybe I'm not supposed to be around them. Because I think so many times we do things in the name of, oh, but they need this or they need that. But sometimes we, we get caught up in things we shouldn't. And then also, I think sometimes we don't let kindness go. Um, we, we're not as kind as we should be. And the Bible says, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving, loving one another. So I think sometimes as friends, when you do say that hard thing, and sometimes they're going to get mad. You know, if you're being a godly friend and they may at first get mad, but you will also find in a good godly friendship that there's forgiveness and understanding. And they're going to come back and say, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. And so when you, that's when you know, okay, this is an iron sharpens iron friendship because they're going to come back and say, it hurt. I didn't like it, but you were right. And so that's when you know you've got a good friendship and they're and able to let that go. And
0: the thing too about a, a friend that calls you out in a good way Hopefully, they're going to do it in love. And, and you know when a good friend is, is talking to you or calls you out in love, there's a difference between calling someone out in love and, like, just calling someone out and being a jerk about it. You you know if someone really loves you and they want to see you stop doing that sin or whatever it is in your life, you know if it's a true good friend, it's going to come out of, out of love. And it's going to mean something. So, um so, so for you guys, um, you know, Brady grew up here. Kristen's had some people in her life. David has probably had some people in his life, like a mentor kind of person, a friend, someone that you can can speak into your life, that someone that you've given permission to speak into your life. Um, so why is someone like a mentor or someone like that in perso- important in a student's life?
2: Um, well, for me, one, I'm blessed to be up here with two of my mentors, with Dave and Jeremy, um, who really kind of, I guess, washed over me kind of growing up and, and, uh, poured into my life. So that's been a blessing. Um, but I think, you know, no matter what stage you are in life, um, there's always someone who, who knows more than you do in a subject. There's always someone who's done life a little bit more than you have, and you can always learn from that. So, um, Kind of a funny example. Through Dave, I know how not to set somebody on fire because he's <laughs> done that and told me the story, and so I know not to do that. Um, and just, I mean, there's practical applications that he taught me too somewhere along the way. But uh, <laughs> but there's, like I said, there's always someone, some area to learn from, uh, and so you know, you can only you can only pour out of into other people what you have excess of. So if you don't yeah, have right. mentors pouring into your life, um, it's really hard to pour into other people's life, just either as a friend or, um, or um, just kind of in passing as well. Yeah.
1: I think, well, I think with men, having a mentor, what is really good about it? It's almost like having some accountability too. at some, you know, there's where they can be like, Hey, what's going on? And just checking in with you and making sure everything's okay. And, you know, that level of like, I've been there, they're able to really speak into your life, like what you're saying. It is, it is really important. And just to put this out there, there's, as sponsors, all of us want to be, you know, involved in your life. And all it takes is saying, hey, would you, you know, let's get, would you go to dinner with me sometime? Can I call you? Whatever. And we're there for you. We want to be there for you. So,
0: yeah. Just and we suggest, plug. like, Guys with guy sponsors. We don't care. suggest we. Like,
1: that is it. Guys kids. with guys. Girls with girls.
0: Nobody's calling <laughs> at my wife saying, we better get, let's get some dinner.
1: I'm just kidding. Bro. No. Yeah. And, you know, somebody that, you know, older. I mean, if you feel like you've achieved it. No, you haven't. I haven't achieved it. And so if you feel like that, I don't really need a mentor in my life. I just, I just strongly disagree. You do. Everybody does. You can be but better. Even
0: as an adult, like I've got. Mentors and people who speak into my life and encourage me. It's not just for, for students. It's not just for teenagers. And it can come from all kinds of things. If you play sports, you want to play against or be around people who are better than you because it makes you better. If, if maybe in life or different things, you want to be around people who have gone through experiences and done things uh, before you. And then you can call on their wisdom and, and seek out their help. Uh, David, did you have something to add?
3: Um. Uh, you guys have kind of covered it, but uh, I, I think it's really yeah. important to realize that if the only spiritual input you have into your life is from your peers, you're really not challenging yourself to uh, just rise up to a higher level. There yeah. There's a lot of wisdom to be gained yeah. from from people that are older than you. And, you know, I, I realize I'm 55 years old. You know, I don't relate to a lot of the things that... Um, that you guys experience in your life right now, but there are things that I have experienced that um, that I can um, just share, share wisdom with you. Um, and, and the other part of that is maybe someone like me would have a different perspective than one of your peers would mm-hmm. yeah. and, and can just maybe give you a little bit of clarity in the way you're thinking about a situation. Yeah. um- met, mentoring uh is an amazing thing and i I still have people in my life um that kind of pour into me and uh, give me that kind of wisdom and perspective and yeah. it's very very valuable
0: yeah it is um like uh, like you know a example a couple of examples like um you guys probably know or have heard of uh, most of you guys like Darren Poe He's a guy that's a friend of mine that I, I've, he's mentored me, maybe not intentionally always, but I've, I admire. I look up to that man, and, and I know he's a great man of God, and I've seen how he's raised his kids, how he's raised his family. And I'm like and, – and I draw off of things like that and, and how he's just a godly man, and, and I draw off things like that. And just other friends like Brad Keller is another friend of mine, and he he has permission to call me out. And he has before, and it hurts, and it's painful, but it's worth it. And it's valuable to me in my life. Um, I'm going to skip a couple questions because we are totally running out of time. Um, But I want to ask you guys real quick, uh, how can students help their friends be a better follower of Christ?
1: Well, I think living the example... For one, just, you know, being an example of what that's supposed to look like by you going all out, you searching God, you seeking God. And I don't mean just on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. I mean, like, truly seeking God every day. You know, waking up in the morning, asking for God to help you, reading your Bible. I love you, version. If I'm doing other things, I'm in the car, I just listen to it. And just that stuff, it just, it's amazing what it does. I heard recently, like, once a week, like, on a Sunday or Wednesday, it kind of has some effects, but if you do, if it's like a proven fact, if you read or list or read or listen to the Bible four times a week, if you study at least four times, it has life changing effects. And so the word is power. The word of God is power. And people will see that in your life and you can't help, but share it when you, when God is like, when you're so full of God and when you're so full of his word, it just flows out of you. And so All I can say is be so full in seeking God and it it will overflow. And I really do believe that other people will catch on
3: to that. Yeah. I think just developing the kind of friendship where it becomes normal to share your faith, to worship together, to pray together, to um, challenge each other. You know, uh, the Pathfinders, I think, is a really good example. Um, it, It has become normal to, to yeah. do those things, and I think having those kinds of relationships um, in, encourages other people, where, where you're leading them toward Christ and not uh, down the path of sin. Yeah, that's
0: good. I would say, and I've said this up here before
3: a hundred times, but
0: the best kind of friendships you'll ever have are the friends who can pray with you. And I'm not just talking about like, like in Pathfinders where we – and we do individual prayer at times, where we just gather around in a circle to get and pray together as we close. I'm, I'm talking about like you're hanging out with a friend, and you're talking. You maybe you shared something that's going on in your life, and a, and a, a friend who will say, "Let's pray about that." And, and I get it. It may be awkward, it may be weird, and it may be totally uncomfortable. But the best kinds of friendships, the strongest friendships, are friends who can pray together, and who friends who can who can who can just do that. I mean, that's so strengthening and that's so encouraging and that's such a great friend to have. Um, so kind of some last, last parting words, uh, as we kind of close out tonight, uh, from you guys, some final thoughts to, to challenge our students with.
2: So, um, you know, talking about friendship and community, one of my favorite authors talks about that you are kind of the average of the five people that you hang out with most. Um, So, you know, we we hang out with a lot of different people, but those people you spend the most time with are going to be the ones who kind of influence how you think, how you talk, how you uh, make decisions. And so I'd really encourage you, as you think about some of the godly characteristics and friends that we talked about earlier, uh, (laughs) think about your friend group. Think about those people who have those qualities and who don't. And then I would encourage you to hang out more with those people who have those qualities. And kind of on the flip side of that, I would encourage you to think about your life and think about the qualities that you pass on to other people. Are those qualities that are are godly, are they encouraging to one another or are they kind of discouraging? And then how do you change that? How do you be someone who influences other people's lives by, by who you are? Yeah, that's good.
0: Anybody else?
1: the only thing i can think of and i don't really know it's, if this really fits totally but um i think sometimes maybe some of you're like i don't really even have that many friends or you know whatever but i just want to encourage all of you here like growing up my some of my best friends were my church friends mostly because i was homeschooled and that's all i had but like jeremy's saying you you do have these moments together at the altars or you know wherever and it just it kind of changes who you are but also just want to encourage you, like the Bible says that a man that has friends must show himself friendly, you know, be friendly, be kind to each other, meet people with what you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know what somebody's home life is like, or, you know, just be kind. <laughs> like you will always have a friend if you're, if you're kind. And so I just think that those are little, really practical things, but I really think the Bible talks about it. It is so important that you're friendly, you know, and you're, you don't have to be the life of the party or outgoing, but be open to friendships, be open to different friendships. Maybe they're not like you, maybe they're different, but there have been, I've had so many friends that I'm like, when I was in high school, we probably would not have hung out, but as an adult, I love them, you know, or whatever. And so don't be closed off. Just let God bring who he wants to in your life and be friendly And be kind and be encouraging and loving.
3: Yeah. That's good. You know, as someone who grew up just pretty lonely, you know, I kind of alluded to that right at the beginning. Uh, I can't stress to you enough the importance of just having good, godly um, peers in your life, uh, godly friends. And honestly, they don't even need to be peers. You, you may be friends with someone that's older, someone that's younger, but um, just in the way you live your life, just always point the way toward Jesus Christ. And the, the closer you get to Christ and the closer your friend gets to Christ, the closer you're going to get with each other. And um, those relationships are just so, so, so important. And, you know, you may see people in this room that uh, just look like they have it all together. And they may be just like I was when I was growing up, just one of the loneliest people in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. And you really need to reach deeper than than just surface-level stuff where it's all about telling a joke. It's all about getting a laugh. But um, but just having these intimate relationships where you can share just absolutely anything with, with you know, one or two or three really, really close friends um, it's just really, really, really important.
0: Yeah, it is. Could we give our panel a big hand tonight? Thank you guys. I just kind of want to close out and and just kind of challenge you guys for a moment. Um, If if you're one of our leaders in this room, would you raise a hand? I want you to look around see those people. Give them a hug. Give them a high five. Like, no, I mean, like, don't. Okay. But like, I guarantee you guys, I guarantee you that if you needed a friend, that if you needed someone to talk to, that if you needed prayer, if that you needed someone encouragement or or whatever in your life, I guarantee any of these people would be there for you. I, I can promise you that actually, and I can speak for them and I can promise you that, that they'll be there. All you have to do is reach out if you're struggling, if you're hurting, if you just have simple questions we're here for you. We love you. We care for you. We want to be there for you. Um, and so, and these people too, like our great leaders, our great friends, our great mentors, find the opportunity. Uh, I, I had lunch with a guy this week and, I, and I'm about done. We got to close. Had lunch with a guy this week and he's a guy also who, who's graduated out of Emerge and is an adult now and, and had lunch with him this week. And he said, you know what? He said, I needed someone in my life that, that was going to aggressively call me out. Was going to aggressively kind of go after me. Was going to aggressively uh, call me out in my sin. And he said, I needed that. And he said, and I found that. And, and, and I want to encourage you guys too. Our, our leaders, none of us, we're not perfect. We can't ever claim to be. But if you ever, ever, if you, you want someone in your life... Who who's not going to go and tell anyone else your your dirty little secrets or the things going on in your life? Um, and, and you you can you can share things. You can talk with you can talk with us. We'll be here for you. We love you and we care about you and and we want to see God's best in your life. If you need a mentor, if you need a friend, if you need someone to get coffee with you, I'll, I'll even buy and I'll buy you lunch. Um, but. But we want to be available for you guys.